to Gender Forking, the critically acclaimed (laughs) (laughs) podcast where we talk about (laughs) Stephanie Meyer's second book. Probably. She wrote these first before she wrote anything else. That I'm aware of. Stephanie Meyer's second book that we know of. New Moon. I'm Lori. I'm Sam. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) You know... I'm actually so delighted because it has been so long since we have had a section where we get to dissect like a 10-page conversation between Bella and Edward. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed this section so much. Yeah. What a what a pleasure to read. I had to immediately start reading another book after I finished the sections that I wouldn't read just on. Just finish? Yeah. We before. only have one more section to read after today. We're almost done. Just wow. nuts. Then we get to read the outtakes which I'm so hyped for. Yeah. Today we read chapter 22, Flight, and chapter 23... You just said it. I just said it. I know know it's truth, Truth. but I'm trying to see if it's the truth or truth. It's the truth. Oh, wow. The The truth. truth. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Yeah. Any news that we have? No, it's it's been like one second since we last recorded. We have to do a formal apology. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last time... (laughs) Yeah. So last time we were talking about, you know, some cosplayers in the fandom and the wedding that happened and all of our thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. And... Well, all of those things that we said are probably still true and we still back them a thousand percent. Yeah. They've done something so incredibly wonderful and funny. Yeah. It was so hilarious that I take it all back. Yeah. I don't. No. But hypothetically we do. But as a joke, I take it all back. (laughs) I'm going to describe it to you, which is going to be insufferable for for you all. But um, (laughs) what have the listeners done to deserve everything we're about to say? (laughs) Um, So, you know, the TikTok, let me give you the exposition. The TikTok several weeks ago trend several weeks ago, maybe even months of the couch boy, the boyfriend on the couch. So this girl flies to wherever. She's visiting her long distance boyfriend at college. And Surprise. the song from Bridget Jones' Baby. What? Um, by Elle Goulding. That's from Bridget Jones' yeah, Baby? The, I can't Just like that. Yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that was our official cover. That was, that was written for Bridget Jones' Baby. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's playing, and the girl walks in, and the guy, people say, it's an interpretation, that he's not excited to see her. He doesn't look excited to see her. He looks like he is... Maybe, like, passing his phone off to a girl that he's sitting quite close to on the couch and then just, like, does not match the energy that the girl is bringing to, like, that she's obviously very excited to see him and he just Mm -hmm. looks like, oh, my girlfriend's here. Yeah. And um, there's been several remakes of people, like, doing that with, like, all kinds of things, just, like, trying to, like, make it seem like this person is either cheating on that person or, like, extremely unenthused to see their long-distance partner. Mm-hmm. So, Which brings us to... Yeah. So, that basically, some of these cosplayers did a interpretation of this, which made me scream. Yeah. Last night. I fully Literally screamed. scream and close your phone, and I was like, let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they filmed at the Swan House, which every time someone's filming at the Swan House, I have, like, major FOMO, mm-hmm. anyway, of... Edward like knocking on the door and then the music is playing and inside it appears that Bella and Alice are making out on the couch <laughs> and then and then that Bella just kind of gets up and like gives them an awkward hug and I screamed so that was hilarious enough that um Praxis is done and all crimes are forgiven yeah and they live to see another day no one court. needs to do any anything ever mm-hmm. um as long as you're you make me laugh yep be funny and not cringe <laughs> and we're, we're all over it <laughs> <It's over. laughs> so now that that's out of the way <laughs> just, just just kidding 
but it was funny. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really. Funny. <laughs> it was funny enough that like I w- we wanted to come here and make a joke about us not being mad about that other thing. Right. <laughs> it was funny enough that I now see them as like people that I have things in common with. <laughs> Before you didn't. Well, you know, and we do. <laughs> yeah. But it just feels like sometimes like liking the same fandom is not enough to make me. Oh, for sure. Understand people. <laughs> Do you feel like you you came to the other conversation with a lack of empathy? No, okay, I think I did yeah, have I a little bit of empathy because I, so I did <laughs> feel I did feel maybe not necessarily for them as individuals, but like yeah. For cosplay in general, I feel like that is something that gets made fun of, and I was not intending to do that. No, I don't so think I anyone think I was has said that we were lightly. doing that. <laughs> well, no, no one said anything. <laughs> no one said anything. Actually, <laughs> which no is one has fine. said anything. <laughs> um, which is obviously fine. This is just manu- we're manufactured making, yeah. drama for no <laughs> we're reason. We're making a conflict right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how to go on? How to go on? <laughs> Well, maybe we should recap where we left off a mere six days ago. Right. They're running back to the reception area, and a whole tour group of people is beginning to be absolutely fucking destroyed, slaughtered. Yes. By the Volturi. Quite intense. Mm -hmm. Bella witnessing mass murder. For the first time. For the first time. Baby's first mass murder. Baby's first mass murder. She's only seen one before, and she was so fucked up by it like and that was a vampire she was fucked yeah she was fucked up to the point where she didn't really understand them killing james yeah even and so this is the first time that she's like consciously aware of people around her being killed yeah and humans too Mm -hmm. yeah i mean other than like like the disappearances happening around the forks area that are victoria's fault i guess i guess we play by jacob's rules and we don't count vampire deaths as deaths yeah for sure i mean i don't i don't (laughs) But, but yeah, the Volturi are having their dinner time, and there's, like, 40 or so tourists. And this is, like, it's sort of this interesting moment that is just hardly touched on, mm-hmm. where Bella, who, like, wants to become a vampire, is, like, seeing, like, the most horrific side of that, yeah. I think. Which is very mundane for the people who experience it all the time. We have this kind yeah. of foil for Bella in the section of Gianna, the receptionist. Uh-huh. And, like, the way that Gianna is completely unfazed by the behaviors of the Volturi, like, really alarms Bella. Yes. And she's very put off by the idea that Gianna might want to be a part of that or knows about it and is okay with it. She sees a huge separation between what she wants, which is to be a vampire that doesn't kill people. Yeah. And what Gianna wants, which is to be a vampire. And she's made peace with the fact that she's going to kill people. Yeah. It seems. Or she doesn't care at all. I think, honestly, I do think that the inclusion of Gianna is, like, a really nice example of, like, a character's function Mm -hmm. in a book. Totally. There's no need for her to exist. Mm -hmm. But it does provide this, like, illumination on Bella's, like, thoughts. And also she kind of becomes an example, like, in the previous chapter, where they were like, well, you're keeping this human. Like, why Mm -hmm. can't I keep my human? Mm Mm-hmm kind of the pitfalls of that. It's also interesting because, I mean, obviously Alice and Edward are not as phased by this mass murder. They're just concerned yeah. for Bella. Like, They've seen it before. Yeah, they know that they're, yeah. they very much know that this is what vampires do. Yeah. It is interesting because here a little bit, I like, I, just skipping ahead a few pages, mm-hmm. I felt like I really understood Edward's perspective where she, like, Bella's like literally like having a panic attack mm-hmm. and Bella's like, why would anyone want to be a part of that? And he kind of just like looks at her yeah he's like do you hear yourself yeah and 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 you know it's funny because i was thinking about other 
vampire stuff. And what came to my mind was in, spoilers, A Discovery of Witches, which Mm -hmm. is about witches and vampires. This witch falls in love with this vampire and witches are much more similar to humans than to vampires. Well, I guess that might not be true. Anyway, witches don't (laughs) eat people. So she falls in love with this vampire and rather than like shielding her in the way that like Edward and the Cullens have like done for Bella. Yeah. They strive to show her exactly like what she's getting into Mm. and she accompanies his mother his like vampire mother out to watch her hunt animals Mm. not people but to watch her hunt and kill and also his father provokes him into a blood rage and turns him into this like monster basically that like that she witnesses Mm. and they're both like okay, I guess you can handle it. You've seen the worst. So, like, rather than, like, allowing her to make a decision to be in this person's life without, like, seeing what it's really like, so which true. is what Edward does. Like, yes. Edward would rather, like, Ed- if Edward had the chance, like, mm-hmm. Bella would never understand that the Volturi ever exists, would never come into contact with another mythical being, would yeah. only have to be around the Cullens, and they do the complete opposite. Yeah. They're like, have the full picture and then you make a decision. Yeah. Which is also kind of different from how Carlisle raised Edward. Yeah. Too. And, and it didn't quite work because he had, like, this rebellious period where he's like, right. I'm missing out on something and you're keeping me from something. Mm-hmm. It's almost like telling children no. <laughs> doesn't work <laughs> anyway that's different from uh shielding bella but you know they're treating yeah. her they're, they are treating they her, like, treat a her a like a child. child anyway bella's having just a full-blown breakdown shaking crying she doesn't even realize it, it and this happens to her so much she she hears things yes. and then she realizes that it's her body yeah like it's her screaming it's her sobbing it's like yeah. her shaking yes yeah she's like not present enough to know that she's sobbing until <laughs> Alice says, I think she's having hysterics. Maybe you should slap her. <laughs> so good. So it's funny. Like, that's not helpful. And Edward is just like, no. She like starts to panic. She's like really, really upset about the people. Of course. Being murdered, obviously. She like keeps thinking of this older woman who had like, had been clutching a rosary. And seemed afraid. And seemed, yeah, seemed to be like somehow aware that there was some danger or whatever. But she's also extremely as upset with herself because she thinks she's wasting her time with Edward. Yeah. Like she's upset that she can't look at him clearly through like her crying <laughs> because she thinks that he's going away again. Yes. This is such a devastating for first conversation for them to have after like being reunited i guess Mm -hmm. um which is like that they're talking about the people being murdered yep i just want to bring to everyone's attention that edward is still completely shirtless in this entire scene yeah he has like yeah he has like a cloak on (laughs) it's so extra yeah it's so extra he's always shirtless yeah somehow yeah there's so much shirtlessness in this saga yep (laughs) which is so 2008 yeah you know yeah (laughs) She's uh, kind of, like, talking about this with Edward a little bit and just saying, like, it's so horrible, all those people. And talking about Gianna and and he's telling her, yeah, like, she knows about this. She knows everything. She doesn't realize until here that, like, she wants to be one of the Volturi. Gianna does. Mm-hmm. And she says, how can she want that? How can she watch all those people file th- to that hideous room and want to be a part of that. And she narrates, Edward didn't answer. His expression twisted in response to something I'd said. I think that's him realizing that, like, to this this moment, still her problem is not that they're vampires. Her problem is that they're murdering people. Yeah. And he, like, doesn't... Which is really easy to understand, honestly. Yeah, he, it is easy to understand. And also, he is so wrapped up in his self-hatred yeah. 
that really shines in this section. So, yeah, so much. Shine bright like a diamond vampire. (laughs) (laughs) You literally can't understand that she would, she can separate the two of them. Yeah. Which is funny because he separates the two of them in his mind. He just doesn't like it when Bella does it. Yeah. I mean, Bella does that with everything. Bella's always like putting things into categories. fuck out of her life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Virgo energy. (laughs) Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, and I can't say for certain that like this is what he's thinking about, but I think he probably understands that if she were to become a vampire, like there is a huge percent, like a huge chance that she would kill somebody and have to grapple with that yeah like he knows that and he's probably sitting with that it's definitely not his reason for not turning her into a vampire but like i think that bella has not grappled with that at all yeah that possibility and i think it's fair to have that concern about her totally i don't know how she's fucking reacting right now Uh, yeah i thought it was interesting at the beginning of this like they have to stay in the volturi's castle yeah until it's dark until it's dark and they got there at noon yeah what month is it march april yeah, so, so, like, sun's not setting until, like, 7, yeah. probably, or later, because it's Italy. I don't know. Maybe as late as 8. I don't know, but it's... it's a long time. It, that's a long time to be... Like, I mean, they, maybe maybe they were talking to them for an hour. Maybe. maybe. And the, the, the long walk. The walk could have been, like, maybe 30 minutes. Maybe. I mean, that's a long time. But they still are sitting there for at least They're four hours. They're sitting there for hours. Yeah. And that must be so uncomfortable. Yeah. So she's crying, and she's... <laughs> She's also saying to him, <laughs> she's okay, she's sobbing. Sobbing. And he says, what's wrong? A lot is wrong. A lot is wrong, mm-hmm. right? But she says, is it is it really sick for me to be happy right now? No. No. No, it's no. fine. <laughs> you can feel whatever you feel whenever you feel it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm like having, honestly, I'm having a hard time adjusting back into like the mushy gushiness of the story. I know. Story. <laughs> it's so I'm, funny. I'm like cringing a lot, it's, actually. It's, it's so funny. Like... Obviously, we understood when Edward wasn't there that, like, Bella was so torn up about it because of him. Yeah. But when they're back together, oh, my God. How is Alice, like... Alice is there. And... Alice is there. It literally says, like, Edward keeps, like, reaching down to Bella. I don't even know what section this is in, but... They do not take their hands off each other. They're, like... She's, like, fully in his arms. He's reaching his down... Lap, perhaps. And kissing yeah. hit her forehead, her nose, her face. Yeah. Like... <laughs> all over the place and alice is just probably sitting there like are you fucking kidding me like <laughs> like they're so they managed to like be insufferable right away <laughs> it reminds me of that um vine of persons like is this allowed yeah 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 <laughs> with the mannequin yeah it's literally them and it, i just want to note that like this whole time like we just said it but like edward is touching her this whole time mm-hmm. he like he has like pulled her into, mm-hmm. like, essentially his lap, is, like, holding her so tightly that she says it's hard for her to breathe. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but he doesn't, he doesn't mean it. She is in this, yeah. like, limbo for so for much so longer long. than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't remember this part of the book at mm-hmm. all, and I honestly don't even remember this part of the movie, but, like... It's, like, not in the movie. It's not in the movie, you're right. Not, just, none of this is in the movie. So she has no clue. Like, she's still... A thousand percent convinced that Edward is just, like, not into her and, like, will be leaving her and just feels like an obligation to, like, talk through this with her and then, like, 
move on. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he has um, destroyed her. Yeah. And I, it made me realize that, like, I mean, of course we know this, but it, it r- reminded me that, like, you know, we think of, like, the climax of the story being the stuff with the Volturi, but the true, like, emotional climax of the story is actually, like, their reconciliation that they kind of have in the next chapter mm-hmm. of, like, Bella realizing that he still loves her. Yeah. Like, that is the actual, like, uh, emotional obstacle to be conquered. And Bella doesn't really understand like it feels like the climax in the movie you're right and it, and it's funny because in there it's like laid out a little bit more clearly for her they make it the same too they make it yeah. they make their reunion and like the Volturi thing like the same but in the book part of the plot she doesn't know what Alice has promised yeah like she doesn't know I mean she kind of she kind of knows that I mean they I mean, talk Alice about said it. it but she doesn't seem to hold on to it she doesn't seem to think like that that's actually gonna happen like she thinks Alice's visions are too subjective to like mm-hmm. trust that or hope yeah. for it so she doesn't get that like it's gonna be fine like she doesn't get that she doesn't get that at all. No. Until and, and why would she? It. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It makes total sense. And, and Edward really discounts the number that he did on her when he said all the, the fucked up things. God. Like, I know. I'm actually really excited to get to the next chapter. I know. I'm like, <laughs> can we just get through this? Because... Let me see what I have That's when he say. says everything. They don't really talk a lot during this chapter. They just kind of talk about other things. Yeah. They talk about the singer thing. Yeah. I'm just, like, kind of reading this for, like, Bella's continued suicidality because... For sure. Um, oh, yeah. 489, Alice is saying, I'm going to see Jasper in less than 24 hours. And she says, lucky Alice, she could trust her future. I couldn't keep my eyes off Edward's face for long. I stared at him, wishing more than anything that the future would never happen, that this moment would last forever, or if it couldn't, that I would stop existing when it did. And no more of that. People, yeah, and it's like, I think people read this whole book and they're like, she's not suicidal. She doesn't want to die. She just doesn't want to exist. Mm. And it's like... That is a suicidal thought, actually. (laughs) News. Yeah. (laughs) They leave. Okay, I don't know. I like this part. Yeah. They're kind of, they're looking at each other and he's like, oh, you looked really tired. And she says, you look really thirsty. And he said, it's (laughs) nothing. And she says, are you sure I could sit with Alice? And she said. (laughs) Homosexual. (laughs) She says, I offered unwilling. I'd rather he killed me now than move one inch from where I was. extra i love it i know i love that she's so dramatic it's like really perfect yeah Um, she's not afraid to say how she feels yeah she's feeling all the big emotions that she like pushed down for so long while she was like completely numbing herself like she sees edward and she is giving herself permission to like fully have every big thought and every big feeling totally which is so good for her probably like after that period of like such repression she wouldn't even think about him like think of his name yeah the floodgates are open yeah but she's still denying herself so much of it because she feels like this isn't real like she like here's a really good example actually uh, which I wrote down, this is borderline overkill mm-hmm. um, because of how excessive it feels. Mm-hmm. Here in his arms, it was so easy to fantasize that he wanted me. I didn't want to think about his motivations now, about whether he acted this way to keep me calm while we were still in danger or if he just felt guilty for where we were and relieved that he wasn't responsible for my death. Mm-hmm. Maybe the time apart had been enough that I didn't bore him for the moment, but it didn't matter. I was so much happier pretending. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like overkill. And like, I was going to say that it feels like there should have been bigger indicators that Bella had such poor self-esteem, like, in advance of this breakup. I'm I'm really surprised that he didn't anticipate that, knowing that throughout Twilight, 
all of their conversations were like anxious attachment city. Totally. Like they don't believe each other. Like neither of them believe each other when they make commitments to each other or say like important words to each other. Like both of them are thinking independently. Like they don't mean it. I'm the only one that means it. And yeah. Like, I don't know. It's so weird to think that like he wouldn't have ever picked up on like it's just maybe they're just so wrapped up in each other but it seems like all of this is stemming from their relationship for bella like i don't know it, it seems very like relationship focused for her like this this like dislike of absolute herself or? yeah this absolute mm. like inability to believe that anyone could ever want to be around her does not seem to extend necessarily to like friends like she understands that like there yeah. there are people that really enjoy being around her she just doesn't necessarily feel the same way yeah and i don't think she understands why either yeah like i don't think that she necessarily goes out of her way to think negatively of herself in those situations or in general but she also doesn't seem to like think highly of herself actively in any way and i guess she doesn't really think highly of the people she's around other than edward too so i guess it wouldn't really matter like she doesn't get anxious about what jessica or mike or angela think of her because she doesn't put them on the pedestal that she puts edward on yeah so like maybe it just doesn't cause that i don't know i'm curious to see i guess more than like what was there before like i'm curious to see at what point in the books she is able to like recover from this yeah because i think she does yeah if i like remember correctly she doesn't stay in this place forever no but when could that happen and how yeah it's really interesting and i yeah i do think that you're right you're right it's relationship focused which makes sense because Mm -hmm. like sometimes these things only come out in certain types of relationships Mm -hmm. with certain people yeah they talk about the singer thing i was to a content yeah and i was really they don't give us much. Yeah. They call her my singer because her blood sings for me. Like a siren? Have mm. we talked about this? No. Bella as a siren would be a really interesting would be alternative interesting. to, like, the imprinting narrative. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking, like, I don't know, like, every, every man seems to be drawn to her in, in some way. I like, know, right? I can't think of someone who isn't that's not, like, I mean, people that aren't age-appropriate for her, maybe, but, like, I'm thinking, like, even Eric is kind of, like... Yeah, all the boys into at school. Her. Like, every boy at school, Jacob, Edward, like... Maybe she's part siren. Maybe she is part siren. That's so fun. So fun. I love that. He's... Edward just, like, keeps kissing her mm-hmm. uh, in places other than her mouth, right? Like, mm-hmm. and she says, each time it was, like, an electric shock to my long, dormant heart. <laughs> it's tragic. Also, like, she just describes his lips it's glass mm-hmm. so that's fun hate it yeah it was heaven right smack in the middle of hell mm. wild but then we can go they get to go they exit through a tastefully luxurious lobby mm-hmm. when they get outside like the festival is still happening even though it's 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 dark which is it's, it's interesting i didn't remember this like imagery of mm-hmm. there's still being like lots of people and everyone now everyone's wearing like darker cloaks and still plastic vampire fangs fangs which edward mutters is ridiculous and i'm like <laughs> lighten up that's hilarious mm-hmm. if Emmett had gone he'd be like can we stay for the party yeah he'd be like wearing the fangs <laughs> yeah alice has disappeared she went to go get bella's bags from apparently wherever she stashed them alice steals a car just uh, just stephanie doing her thing alice was apologetic i'm sorry she gestured vaguely towards the dashboard there wasn't much to choose from and edward says it's fine alice they can't all be 911 turbos stephanie don't tell me about that if you think you got me to google that car you're wrong i don't care we will no longer be looking up cars i refuse (laughs) um and edward promises to buy alice one for um christmas yes which will become relevant in eclipse i believe 
Yeah. Alice is going to drive them to the, to, I guess, just the airport. Yeah. Why did they steal a car to go to the airport? Like, they could have just gotten a taxi. I know. It, it, there's no time rush really anymore. Not really. I mean, like, I know they want to leave and they're trying to get Bella home. They're fleeing but... the Volturi, but they don't have any reason to believe that, like, they need to rush to no. get anywhere. No. But I guess it's maybe just the convenience of it all. Mm-hmm. Alice is driving. Edward gets in the back with Bella, and she's surprised that he doesn't insist on driving, which is hilarious. But it's good to know that he's making some concessions in a time like this. Right. You know? So he's like, you should try to sleep, and she's refusing. She refuses to sleep the entire journey home. They're not talking about anything serious. They're just talking about kind of what's happening, which is, it's interesting, like, I mean, I know they just had, like, a traumatic experience and they're relieved to be around each other, but they have not vocalized that at all. I think it's clear to Edward, but not for Bella. Yeah, like... And, like... But there's no awkwardness, really. Not really. No, there's not. And, like, doesn't Edward cite this as one of the most magical nights of his life, like, later in the series? Oh, my God. I think he does. I think he says that, like, the relief that he felt holding Bella on the plane and, like, on the way back is one of the most, like, beautiful, magical... Lights of his like, existence. Of his existence et or whatever. And it's, yeah. like, watching your girlfriend guzzle Coke on, <laughs> on an airplane and, like, fight off sleep and, like, presumably, like, drift off a little bit and then be like, no. And, like, also, like, in her head, she's worrying constantly, thinks she's about to be abandoned. Yeah. That's so fun for you, Edward. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Perspective is, is everything. Um, And Bella is now saying that... She has a flood of questions. She realizes that being on the plane would be a a really good time to ask them, but that she thinks she can buy some more time with him later if she spins it out for another night. Oh, I forgot I had something I wanted to say about the caffeine. Oh, yeah. I was also thinking about the the caffeine. Mormons. They don't drink caffeine. They don't drink caffeine. This is scandalous. Well, they do drink caffeine. Here's the thing. They all drink soda. Oh. But... Bitch. I think it's funny because... The thing is, Bella says, so I asked the flight attendant if she could bring me a Coke, and Edward says, Bella, disapprovingly, he knew my low tolerance for caffeine, which means that, like, if you have a low tolerance for caffeine, you're not drinking coffee or tea with any regularity, which means that you, like, Stephanie has decided that Bella, as any good Mormon, though she's not canonically Mormon, doesn't drink coffee or tea, which I just think is a really, really, really funny thing Mm -hmm. for her to include, Mm -hmm. and there's no reason for that, but Mormons will... I believe drink. I mean, maybe some like super devout people wouldn't drink soda, but so I know that like the people that I have known that have been quite religious have had soda and been like, eh, whatever. I don't know that Heavenly Father doesn't story. give a shit about Coke. <laughs> I don't know that anyone in the story drinks coffee or tea. Right. It's so strange. Yeah. You would think Charlie would, you know? Yeah. Or, like, if Bella really wanted to be awake for, like, ever, like, why would she go for Coke and not, like, a coffee? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, like, she <laughs> like seems, an energy drink. she really seems like someone who would drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I know, like, it's not super common for teens. I know lots of teens do. I did not drink any caffeine when I was a teenager. I drink coffee in high but... school. I drink iced coffee from McDonald's in high school. I mean, I stand by that. <laughs> I just shit myself every day every <laughs> single day that i that i did that and i was like so convinced that it was just like mcdonald's it's greasy it's bad for you it's coffee it was coffee it was me drinking like a half gallon of coffee and milk yeah that would kill me yeah <laughs> and now i'm like if i inhale too close to someone's coffee i'm like sick for a week uh-oh <laughs> On i'm a fainting sick couch. and awake yeah. for a week <laughs> not and in a mormon way not in a mormon way <laughs> No more in, in a completely agnostic way. In a completely <laughs> shitting myself in a godless way. 
questioning myself and it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ or any of his apostles. So she's just drinking a lot of soda. Which is funny because there's nothing mentioned about that. Like, she drank a ton of soda at Bella Italia. Yeah, that's true. Port Angeles and like was like guzzling down Diet Coke. She needs to do it after a traumatic event. Yeah, it's like a little ritual. (laughs) And honestly, I relate to that. Sometimes the only thing that can bring me back is a Dr. Pepper. Yesterday, I was feeling despicable after (laughs) Thanksgiving. It was Black Friday yesterday. And I had a Dr. Pepper from Taco Bell. I did not eat Taco Bell because I was like, this will not heal me. Dr. Pepper will. It did the trick. I did great. But <laughs> turns out Dr. Pepper can do anything. Except practice medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, so they don't really talk on the plane. Mm-hmm. They connect in Atlanta and then go straight to Seattle from there. And this is interesting. Yeah. This is interesting. The, Alice and Edward did not tell her that the rest of the family is going to be there at the airport to pick them up. Which I think makes sense because what do you do when your brother almost kills himself? You go to the airport probably. For sure. To meet him. <laughs> I mean, I, it makes sense to me. It's just, it it does have the potential to like cause a scene in a way that like, yeah. you'd think they wouldn't want. It is, I mean, it is, day, it is daylight and it's sunny. Yeah. So this is a very unexpected reunion for Bella. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that she's about to see the whole family again. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, like, to Bella's knowledge, like, all these people are in New York. True. Like, they they just, they flew over in, like, I guess, it's, I think it's been three days. Yeah. Like, what what were they doing? What were the rest of the Collins doing the last three days? Do you think they were like, fuck this, we're moving back to Forks immediately as soon as these people come home? I think maybe, like, Alice, maybe in her conversation with Jasper that she couldn't really, like, that Bella couldn't pick up on everything with, maybe said something to the effect of, it looks like we might be moving back to Forks, or, like, Mm. somebody needs to be in Forks, like, Victoria's there. Like, I don't think that Alice would necessarily trust that Jacob and the wolves would be able to take care of the Victoria Oh, they absolutely do not trust that. So, I'm sure that maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe they sent out, like, a, a recon unit to, like, check on that situation. Yeah. I feel like Rosalie and Emmett probably felt, well, Rosalie mostly probably felt pretty guilty and maybe wanted to like contribute in that kind of way, wanted mm-hmm. to be close when it was, I don't know, time for either them to come back or or what? Not. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever that was going to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they guess they knew that that was where, like, that was where Alice and Edward were going to go because they were going to bring Bella home. So they were probably just like, yeah. we're going to be there at least for that part. What a an absolute gut wrenching few days. That must have been for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember this part of Jasper and Alice reuniting at the airport because of how weird and perplexing it is. Bella says, Jasper was the first one I saw. He didn't seem to see me at all. Rude. His eyes were only for Alice. She went quickly to his side. They didn't embrace like other couples meeting there. They only stared into each other's faces. Yet somehow the moment was so private that I still felt the need to look away. Why would they do? What is that? I don't know. I'll be greeting you like that forever now. Oh my God. There's nothing I would hate more. (laughs) I'm just going to intensely stare. There's also, I was watching, it must have been Married at First Sight. They give exercises to the Married at First Sight couples to do. Right. And this therapist gave them an example or an exercise to do and they called it soul searching and you sit and you stare into that person's eyes for three minutes it's the same thing with like that new york times how to fall in love exactly my mom and i do that as a joke all the time i'll like grab her hands and i'll be like look into my eyes let's soul search (laughs) and like whenever we like are trying to come up with an answer for something i think the most recent time we did it we were like trying to decide where to eat dinner (laughs) Oh my god. And we were like, let's soul search for 30 seconds and at the end we'll say where we want to go and it it'll work? be the same. It was not the same. 
It was so funny, though. It was hilarious. <laughs> we, like, set a timer, and we were, like, just staring at each other. And then... You should have gone the full three minutes. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't enough time. Right. But highly recommend. That's funny. I imagine that's what they're doing. But oh they're not God. even touching. They're just, like... No. And I mean, you know, some people love eye contact. As someone who is somewhat eye contact overt, I can't relate. Yeah. But for some people, it's a great way to co-regulate with your partner. Sure. Not going to be me. No. But some people are into that. I don't understand anything about Alice and Jasper, though. Mm -hmm. Someone please explain it to me. (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah. Someone explain it to me. It's like... I'm not thinking very hard about it, so I'm sure I could, but, like, I don't, like, just, just from, like, the general my feel of it, I'm like, guess. this is a sexless, bizarre relationship. <laughs> yeah, my literal only guess is that, like, there's something going on with their powers where, like, Alice can see the future, like, maybe Alice, like, envisions what their reunion will be like when they're alone, and Jasper can read emotion, so maybe they're just, like, getting a read on each other. They're, like, just tasting each other's It literally auras. is. Like, <laughs> it's so weird, though. Oh, uh, God. The combination like, of their powers is really interesting. I can't imagine, like, I've never, I, like, I can't even think of a person that I would go up to at an airport and not hug. Like, it's yeah. just what you do when you get off the plane. So true. If I saw someone reunite at the airport and they didn't hug, I am assuming that one of them has cheated on the other. That's the opposite of love, actually. Yes, exactly. You know? yeah. Or, like, you're either a business colleague's or, like... Not business colleagues wouldn't stare at each other. They no, would shake, they'd hands. shake hands. Yeah, or there'd be like a sign involved or something. It's the weirdest. It is so weird. It's also weird because it's like the rest of the family's like probably hugging. Yeah. You know, like Esme definitely runs up to them and gives them a hug and there's yeah. like <sighs> it's perplexing. Also, yeah, so Esme does come and hug them and it it, it says Esme <laughs> reached for me, hugging me fiercely, yet awkwardly, because Edward kept his arms around me too. Why can't you just let her go? <laughs> Like, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. But, like, that is so like, funny to please me. please act normal. Mm-mm, nah. And then she thanks Bella, and then she throws her arms around Edward and looks like she might be crying if that were possible, and, and <laughs> growls, you will never put me through that again, which is so... Thank God. Somebody had to say it, like... And Edward's just like, it says, Edward grinned, repentant. Sorry, mom. As like, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. But Alice gives Bella a lot of shit for trying to kill herself. Yeah, she does. And like, everyone is just like... Did they all expect it from Edward? I think maybe they'd been preparing for it for maybe hundreds of years. Well, <laughs> decades, maybe. <laughs> tens, um, if not thousands tens of years. <laughs> not twenties of years. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe. But like, they let him get away with it so much more... I guess we don't see maybe the conversations, but, like, he needs exactly the same sternness that, like, they give to Bella. Like, like, what the fuck did you think you were doing? Like, why would you, like, why? Like, yeah. Bella's, like, kind of starting to fall asleep. They go out to the car and Emma and Rosalie are there by the cars. Edward seems very pissed at her. And it's like, you can relax about everything except for this thing. Except for this one thing. Like, he's about to blame Rosalie for everything that just happened. But it's, like, so his fault. It's a thousand percent his fault. So his fault. And you know what? It's... Rosalie's been right. Yeah. The whole... Since the whole... The whole time. Since forever. Rosalie's been right. Since forever. They had these intense conversations in Midnight Sun that we read. And Rosalie was like, you're gonna get us into a huge mess... It's going to be really painful for everyone, and you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. And, Ed, and 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 she was right. She was right. And, like, I think he has the right to be, like, kind of annoyed with her about this or even upset, but I don't think he has the right to blame her for what happened. No. At all. 
at all. It's like, he's not the kind of person to do this, but if this were me, it's like water under the bridge. We all survived. We're all alive. Can't you just be happy you to just be alive? Really, like, sometimes things that are so traumatic happen that, like, you just really need to put things aside and be like, we're siblings, we're family, we both want to be in this we want to make this work we want this to be okay for yeah. everyone maybe having a conversation later yeah <laughs> not being bitches <laughs> yeah not being cold immediately yeah uh, edward stiffens upon seeing rosalie as may whispers don't she feels awful she should edward said making no attempt to keep his voice down <laughs> He's such an mm-hmm. asshole. It's not her fault, I said, my words garbled with exha- exhaustion. Let her make amends, as may pleaded. We'll ride with Alice and Jasper. Bella also does not want to ride with Rosalie. She's also She's so intimidated terrified. by Rosalie. <laughs> but so the other four get in the other car, and then so Bella and Edward get in the car with Emma and Rosalie. Rosalie addresses Bella, and Bella says, this is the first time she's ever addressed me directly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the first time she's ever spoken to her. Yeah. And it's to apologize, which is absolutely wild. I know it's really like I'm looking forward to seeing their relationship grow even though even though I know it's going to accompany the demon pregnancy yeah it's like they've had this one nice conversation Mm -hmm. where Rosalie's genuinely apologetic and I'm like are you guys in love right yeah yeah (laughs) this gives me more unfortunately Mm -hmm. than like Edward has given me in the last several pages see what it is for me and this will make more sense in the next chapter once Bella and Edward actually speak. Yeah. But Rosalie's apologizing for what needs to be apologized She's for. She's addressing Edward, what she did. Edward does not apologize for what needs apologizing exactly. for. Like, oh, Rosalie takes accountability and identifies... <laughs> Me. <laughs> I'm about to go off. Rosalie is identifying her behavior yeah. and, like, apologizing specifically for that. Yes. And... Edward is apologizing for circumstance. Yes. He's not repentant for what he did. He doesn't... Not not addressing feelings. Like he do- yeah. It's just... Oh, it's so disappointing. Yeah. So they arrive back in Forks. Bella has, is, like, barely conscious, so she's just giving us a little bit of this, but she they arrive <laughs> back at her house, and Charlie is shouting. He's shouting at Edward, and it's like, yeah. 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 I can't believe you have the nerve to show your face here. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Give her to me. Get your hands off her. LOL. I love it. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Literally. And Bella is, like, getting upset with Charlie for being upset at Edward. She's like, no, you need to be upset with me. Which is also true. And, like, sure. he's like, I'm going, I'm going to be I mad at you I am also upset. Inside. I can be mad at two people, in <laughs> yeah. fact. Yeah. So true. But it's like, you gotta understand why he's upset with Edward. Like, yeah. why aren't you more upset with Edward? No, for sure. Like, it's like, uh, if she God. wasn't so desperately trying to, like, be back with Edward, which she's not really trying, like, actively, but, like, if her entire un- subconscious wasn't d- desperately, like, clinging to the concept of being with him again, yeah, like, I don't think she understands that she can be mad at him because she feels like she's dependent on his good graces to, so like, true. keep him there. So true. Which she sees as, like, absolutely crucial to her survival I because otherwise... I that for her. Otherwise she would want to die. Yep. <laughs> That's such a terrible place to be. And so she doesn't feel like she even can be angry at him. Yeah. Because she feels like if I display anything other than, like, the absolute perfect response to however he's going to act or whatever he's going to say or or do, it's over for me. And I'm going to feel, like, absolute garbage. Yeah. I hope that changes a little bit. I think it does shift a little bit towards the end of the next chapter. But that is the end of that chapter. So congrats. 
uh, for it. us, and let's do the news and weather. In all of my months of looking up the news on this website, this is the first time I found something that even mentions Twilight. Oh, great. Because I, I figured, like, it, like maybe they would mention, like, Forever Twilight and Forks and, like, different things happening in the town, but they almost never talk about it. And um, this is a an article saying that flooded with Forks friendliness, West End tourism numbers continue to be strong even as winter is setting in. As a matter of fact, January through September numbers for 2021 are third highest behind 2010 first and 2009 second for busiest years. Wow. Which is nuts. They just interviewed a random person who came to town who was coming for a job interview and then also that person's girlfriend was a Twilight fan. They did Twilight tourism. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. There's been a lot of like road construction in Forks in recent months, which I've seen a lot of like news about Mm -hmm. and I guess like the high numbers of tourism have caused a a lot of like road blockages. People are getting like stuck in different parts of town where presumably there's like only one road. I don't know. This whole article is about this one person who came mm-hmm. to Forks and, like, got stuck in a couple areas and, like, everyone being nice in all those different areas and, like, giving them stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. That was the, that's, that's the news. I love it. Is that it's uh, record tourism, which is really wild. It's wild that that is happening right now. Right now, during the panty, and it's, it's because of Midnight Sun, for sure. It's 100% Midnight Sun. Yeah. Well, it's it's Midnight Sun fueled by the Twilight Renaissance. For but, sure. You know, even, even still. I mean, I feel like they've had Twilight Forever Twilight and Forks consistently for the last several years. But and this one... It must have been so small before. I'm I don't sure know that there were years is, but... where it was very small, and I'm sure now it's it's growing. Mm-hmm. Well, the Forks cast is that it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain for 10 days. Nice. Um, and it's going to be in the 50s and 40s. And that's really it. Like, it's really just going to rain for 10 straight days. Wow. So that feels on brand and cool. good for vampires. Nice. Chapter 23. God, thank God we're here. Thank God we're here at this chapter. I have so many thoughts. None of them cohesive. No. All of them absolutely. Important. I think we just need to go, like, fucking line by line. I know. <laughs> Literally feels like that. Yeah. This is the moment I've been waiting Bella for. Bella and her little dreams. God. Her little her little dreams. She's having lots of them. Of course she is. Swirling and colorful and, and nightmares and magic. Monsters and, and, and magic and, and Yeah. And this is so wild. Like, I forgot. I forgot this. Yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. like, <laughs> when she wakes up, she thinks that she is hallucinating Edward For still. a long time. For Not just, like, a time. split second when she first wakes up. She literally thinks that she dreamed everything from the point that she jumped off the cliff. Yeah, she thinks she died. She thinks she maybe. died, maybe. She's dreaming, she's hallucinating, she or doesn't she's think dead. She, she doesn't, she's not sure if, like, that's, like, days. Yeah. Days. Like, she's kind of, like, lost it here. Like, she's so she, out of it. It's one in the morning. She's experienced trauma. She's extremely yeah. exhausted. She is... Oh, my God. She's experiencing the biggest emotion she's experienced in, like, half a year. Yeah. Oh feeling her feelings. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's so fucked up. Yeah. It's one in the morning. Mm-hmm. She's been asleep for 14 hours. Edward is fully in her bed. Maybe has his arms around her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Think, so she thinks that this is a hallucination, which is really wild because I didn't, I didn't remember this, and I, it's such a parallel to Edward thinking that he's dead. Yeah, when they yeah. See her. And I mean, it goes so far as that he's talking to her, speaking, moving, telling her, "No, this isn't a dream." Yeah, it's way more in depth than her hallucin. Like her hallucinations yeah. are usually angry, right? Yeah, yeah. She's just so out of it that she can't tell. She gets starts getting upset because she thinks that her being dead is going to upset Charlie and Renee and yeah. Phil. And, well, not Phil actually, and, and Renee Jake. and Jacob. Yeah, which I Fuck blocked Phil. out. Fuck Phil. <laughs> 
Edward's like, I can't imagine what you could have done to wind up in hell. Did you commit many murders while I was away? And she says, obviously not. If I was in hell, you wouldn't be with me. Stop that right now. Yeah. We got to stop with that discourse. Put that to bed. We're over that. Go. We're moving on. Move away. We're putting that one behind us. We're different now. Religious people, Stephanie, (laughs) just really can't stop peppering in the like heaven Heaven and hell, hell, angel, demon Mm -hmm. shit. Break the binary. So she starts to realize that all of that actually really, truly happened. She's, like, grappling with, like, the reality of it and also, like, the funniest little things, like, I've never been east of Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, now that they're back together, this is once again a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that this Everything was a comedy. Everything was shitty until... Yeah. They are so funny. So she's like, I'm not tired anymore. I'm, I'm up. I'm up. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. Edward reveals that he is technically not breaking Charlie's rules because... Charlie said he was never allowed to walk through his door again, and Edward came in the window. <laughs> and Bella's, like, pissed at Charlie still yeah. for like, being mad at Edward and thinks that when she reminds Charlie that she's 18 years old, that he's going to drop the grounding. Oh, my the grounding. God. That was so funny. It's hilarious. Oh it just, like, snaps you back into the reality that Bella's an 18-year-old. She's 18. And, like, doesn't realize. I was going to have a few words with my father. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Hilarious. It would be a good time to remind him that I was over the legal age of adulthood. It didn't matter so much, of course, except in principle. All too soon, there'd be no reason for the prohibition. I'd turn my thoughts to less painful avenues. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's just so typical. And like... It's fucking crazy. I, under- I understand <laughs> that she's like wanting a little bit more agency, but it's sure. also like she deeply fucked From up. Charlie, the one person that doesn't try to control her. Right. Like, I think that Bella thinks that she deserves more trust and freedom than the average teen Mm -hmm. because she views herself as so mature and she probably would have had it if she lived with Renee because Renee is not portrayed as being present enough to enforce like curfews and shit like but Bella but Bella you're still an 18 year old like I feel like I probably felt that way when I was 18 I was like I'm so mature I like but I didn't take off to Italy for three days exactly that's different yeah yeah I like I definitely felt like I deserved to be doing things that, like, most people my age were not allowed to do because I contributed to my house in a way that, like, was more than most children. Right, like, Like Bella does that, Yeah, like, also, no, like, my mom was paying for everything for me. Right, At that point, you know, like... It's like, how else would that apply? Like, what else does she want? Like, Like, just thinking Charlie's just gonna be like, okay... Yeah, oh, so, oh, that's right, you're 18. I don't care anymore. That's right. Sorry, I'm not not mad anymore. Yeah. (laughs) You can do whatever. No problem. No problem. It's just funny. It it is such a teen thing. It's pretty accurate, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. So she asks Edward, like, what's the story? Like, what am I supposed to tell Charlie? And he's like, actually, I got nothing so hilarious yeah it's really funny <laughs> she left a note that said she was like going somewhere right like la or something she didn't i don't think she said where but she said it had to do with edward mm-hmm. i think she was like edward's in trouble i'm with alice that sort of thing it would have been nice for her to yeah. leave carlisle's phone number or something i think that could have done a lot of like damage it could have give, given carlisle a job to do mm-hmm. that he'd been so good at you know she's not hyper fixating on this at all because she's just like one moment at a time like edward's here like i can't be mad at anything she asks like her first question which is what have you been doing up until three days ago he reveals that he's been trying to track which is so interesting i forgot that i had no idea I always block that out because it's not that relevant. It's not. And it's funny because I'm like this whole time I've been like, he's so fucking stupid if he thinks Victoria is not a problem, which he didn't. No. Like he didn't really think that she was going to go after Bella. No. But he has kind of been trying to like hone those skills. But like just for fun. Like, I, I don't know what, what the goal would have been. What would he have done if he had found Victoria? 
you know? I don't know. He's really hesitant to tell her this as well. He doesn't want her to know this for some reason, but she kind of, like, makes him give more information because she's like, well, if you were hallucination, you would just, you would say exactly that, that you weren't doing anything Mm -hmm. terribly exciting. So he kind of starts to apologize here a little bit. And he should... And he should. Not in this way. They kind of do these first two big speeches to each other. He says, like, I owe you an apology. Of course, I owe you much, much more than that. This is interesting. Let's just let's yeah. just see what he says and then sure. we'll respond to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to abbreviate here. I had no idea. I didn't realize the mess I was leaving behind. I thought it was safe for you here. I had no idea about Victoria. It kind of explains why he didn't think Victoria was going to be a problem. Not that there's any excuse for what I left you to face. When I heard what you told Alice, what she saw herself, when I realized that you had put your life in the hands of werewolves, immature, volatile, the worst thing out there besides Victoria herself. Okay. Uh, please know that I had no idea of any of this. I feel sick, sick to my core, even now, when I can see and feel you safe in my arms, I am the most miserable excuse for, and then she stops him, and it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Stop making this a pity party. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's his little speech, and she does respond to it. So, like, okay, you feel bad because Victoria was hunting her? You feel bad because there were werewolves? He feels bad. Like, she wasn't safe? The primary thing that he's apologizing here is that she was in danger, which, yes. again, is something that is out of his control. Yeah. And is it annoying that he didn't think of those things? Totally. Yes. But, like, he's completely missing the mark of what was the most damaging thing to her. The most damaging thing to her was not the threat of Victoria. The most damaging thing was the emotional turmoil. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter that Victoria was hunting her. She almost killed herself. Yeah. Like, hello? Like, the most danger was the danger that she brought on herself. Yeah. Like, she was a danger to herself because of that emotional turmoil. She responds with, like, this speech about how you can't, like, you you have to stop this. Like, you can't mm-hmm. think about it like this. You can't, like, guilt rule your life and, like, take responsibility for things that happened to me when they have nothing to do with you. And you can't, like, just go running off to Italy because you feel bad that you didn't save me. And, like, if I had, like, killed myself, it wouldn't have been your fault. And I know it's your nature to shoulder the blame for everything, but you can't go to such extremes. Think of your family. Yeah. And then he says her, he full names her, which is... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which I don't even know if we've talked about that, because I feel like that's a word we use a lot, but... Yeah. You know when people are dating, and, like, I'm going to use the example of Tasha Adams, who's the most recent... No, she's like the third most recent Bachelorette. And Tra- tragically, these people just broke up too. Yeah, <laughs> but she was just on, she hosts The Bachelorette now, co-hosts The Bachelorette now. Like the entire time on her show, they call this man Zach. Zach, 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 they're, Zach. They're engaged. They were engaged until like two days ago. And then she goes, well, you know, that's how I met Zachary. Yeah. And it's like when people she's that you know full name their partner just for the fun of it. Yes. Like... Just, just, and like, no one else calls them that. Genuinely yeah. do that all the time. Yes. It is so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is so strange. It's very, like, it's very heterosexual. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like if I, if I called Alex Alexander, which, and, would, and he called me Samantha, I which is illegal. Scream. We, we <laughs> have always refused to call each other by our full names. Yeah. It's, it's just, we've, we've observed people do that i mean it's so funny because it's especially funny when it happens within a like group of established people yeah and all of a sudden you go from having shocking like (laughs) like a josh and then you have a joshua Joshua. and you're like (laughs) who's that who's that (laughs) i don't know who that is i never met i didn't sign up for that i never met that person and like oh my god i just (laughs) it's so bizarre to me personally 
Good for you. Like, you can do you can do whatever you want Literally in private. do whatever you want. In private. But in front of me, please use the name. <laughs> we all refer to that person as. Just like a real don't ask, don't tell policy on first yeah. names. <laughs> Just like, I don't need to know that that person's full name is James if I call him Jim. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, sorry to shame you if you're one of those people, but I'm perplexed by that behavior. <laughs> Yeah. Inevitably, one of you listening does that. Sorry. (laughs) So he goes, Isabella Marie Swan, do you believe that I asked the Volturi to kill me because I felt guilty? And she is, like, completely not comprehending. And he says, Bella, I went to the Volturi because I thought you were dead. Even if I had no hand in your death, even if it wasn't my fault, I would have gone to Italy. And it's like, but you shouldn't do that still. Sure. Yeah, of course. You You shouldn't do that. Anyway, and then he says, the odds are always stacked against us. Mistake after mistake. I'll never criticize Romeo again. It's like, that's, Tell me. that's, no one cares about that part. Yeah. <laughs> that's your thing. Yeah. And so she's saying, I still don't understand. So what if I was dead? Mm-hmm. And he says, don't you remember anything I told you before? And I remember <laughs> everything that you told me. You told me. Yeah, bitch. And she says, including the words that had negated all the rest. Yeah. She said it out loud, but yeah. Yeah. This is like being privy to the most salacious gossip I've heard in years. Getting this conversation, I feel like I'm hearing about gossip. For sure. The most, it's like the most, the best gossip I've heard since I read this for the first time when I was 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. 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 And here's where he doesn't apologize. Yep. Like, here's where he completely, and this, I knew this was going to happen and I'm so upset by it. I knew I would be upset by it. I've been anticipating it. He doesn't apologize for this. He doesn't. He doesn't apologize for lying to her. Like, he believes this is fully necessary. He still stands by his decision. He is like, I wish it had played out differently. Like, he says, I had to lie to you. For you to believe me so quickly was so excruciating. I knew you would need to move on. And the only way you do it was this way. And he says, I'm sorry. But not really. But like, (laughs) but he also like is totally like explaining why he did it, you know? Yeah. It's like, sorry, because I hurt you. Sorry, because it was a worthless effort. Sorry, I couldn't protect you from what I am. He says, and that it didn't work. Yeah. Like, don't apologize. Like, like he's, he's apologizing that his plan didn't work. Which, which is not what he needs to apologize it's like, for. I understand why he might come at it from that angle. And maybe in a way he's owning up to the fact that it was like his own scheme that he devised. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like, if it did work, would you? And then he immediately pivots from this like fake little kind of apology. Yes. To... But how could you believe me how could after you? all the thousands of, after all the thousands of times I told you I love you? How mm-hmm. would you let one word break your faith in me? How yeah? How dare you, Bella? Yeah. Also, it's like really, what were you thinking? Thousands of times in Twilight, he tells her I love you maybe twice. Yeah. And so it's like in the summer, the summer before New Moon, nine hundred ninety-eight times. Yeah, nine hundred ninety-eight <laughs> times in the time that he was already planning on leaving her. Yeah. So it's like, what part of this are you not picking up, Edward? <sighs> like you were lying. You weren't just lying there in the forest you were lying for like four months hello he says i could see it in your eyes that you honestly believed that i didn't want you anymore the most absurd ridiculous concept that you sold Mm -hmm. as if there were any way that i could exist without needing you obviously throughout the entire time that they were together up until when he left something was happening like it's on both of them we talked about the anxious attachment and how they don't believe each other when they yes. they make these promises or say these words. 
But there's also something going on where whatever way Edward is, like, expressing love to Bella is not working for her. Even if she hears him say, I love you a thousand times, there's something in his actions that must not be demonstrating that to her. Yeah. Because otherwise she would have felt it. She would have felt it, yeah. It is interesting because I feel like earlier in the book there was, like, a part where she was, like, there was a time when I would have just swore that he loved me and, like, I knew that to be true and it's like, did you? Did you? Or did you just hear it a lot? I don't know. We, like, don't know what happened last summer, but I'm glad you brought up anxious attachment because something that I've been thinking about since we read the last section and that I was thinking about here as well, and I can't believe that, like... We haven't really, I don't think we've really discussed this because we've definitely talked about like their anxious Mm -hmm. attachment relationship. But also, Edward absolutely, obviously has avoidant tendencies. Yeah. Like, I think that Edward might either be like full avoidant, actually, Mm -hmm. or like a combination, like a disorganized attachment style. Because obviously, he avoids his problems. Yeah. He leaves when things get too difficult. Yeah. He, instead of having difficult conversations, completely puts them off, oh God, controls right. the entire situation. And this is why there's this push and pull because between them because it's ancient and avoidance. And, and he's being avoidant. Yeah. <laughs> Just let that sink in for a second. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see it before. <sighs> You're right. Because it, it, it was, almost, he was so anxious before. It almost you know? feels like he projects the anxious part and he like tries to overcompensate. But when it comes down to it, he is avoidant. Yeah. And I mean, anxious and avoidant, I think, are like two, two sides, sides of the same yeah. coin. Like there's they're happening for the same reason, just being expressed in different ways mm-hmm. that respond to each other in, in, in really devastating ways. But... I want to, like, keep thinking about him as avoidant because I think that it's going to feel really salient and, like, as we move forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering, I'm wondering a lot about how their relationship plays out, but I wonder if he will continue to be that way. It's, like, the only way that Bella really gets him to commit to what she wants and, like, what is ultimately best for them yeah, is by involving other people who won't allow Edward to run away, which we'll read next time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she identifies by the end of this section that Edward will continue to rip away from her the illusion of choice. (laughs) Yeah. Like, even. Even the illusion will be gone unless she gets other people involved. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really easy to see his anxious tendencies, especially in in Midnight Sun and Twilight. But he's anxious about the circumstance. He's not anxious so much about his attachment to her. He feels pretty, like, not secure, but he feels... If he decided to be with her, I think he knows that that it would be, like, that she wouldn't... Yeah, like, he knows that she loves him. I think that's the problem. Yeah, that's he's that he feels like that's yeah. dangerous and yeah. he needs to get away and he definitely projects that it's for her sake and not his. And he tries to offer her so many outs. Like she says in Twilight, you're always trying to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And like, God, <laughs> just like, I haven't thought about that in depth, but like, yeah. I think it's everywhere. And I, yeah, I want to keep thinking about it. And to like further Bella, like even when he says this to her and like she has the opportunity to like reconcile this with like what's going on. She thinks again that she's dreaming and she starts sobbing. She, she starts thinks sobbing. That it's not true. She can't trust him. She can't believe him. It never made sense for you to love me. And he's like, you don't believe me. How can you not believe... Like, how can you not believe me when I'm telling you the truth? And it's like... Because you lied, Because fucker. you lied. When you lie to people, you break trust and they don't believe you anymore. It's not that hard to understand. Like, this is the direct result of his actions. Yeah. Hello. And he's, like, continuing to, like, honestly gaslight her. Mm-hmm. By being like, this is so simple. Like you like, should babe, obviously why are understand you this. Like this, yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, why don't you just immediately get it? Like, why can't you just get over the past six months of emotional turmoil <laughs> right. and manipulation that I've enforced on you? Yeah, and it's like 
for him, his feelings are that obvious to him. Like he understands how enormous and secure and and real his feelings are. And he it's like he doesn't understand how his actions have led her to believe otherwise. I don't know. He says this whole thing. I, I've always loved you. I always love you. I'll prove it. Uh, uh, even when I told you I didn't want you, it was the very blackest kind of blasphemy. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you don't believe me. Why can you believe the lie but not the truth? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's everyone. That's not a Bella problem. You know? Right. And he actually goes to kiss her here. He's like, I'll prove you're awake. And he like goes to kiss her. And she's like trying to move away. And she says, please don't. Mm-hmm. And then he stops. And he's like, why not? And she's like, essentially like... When you leave again, it's going to be hard enough without mm-hmm. you, like, doing this thing that's going to make it way more real for me. Mm-hmm. Which is a great about, point. He makes it about him. He does. So she she makes this incredibly great point, and he doesn't even address it, and he just says, am I too late? Have I hurt you too much? Because have you moved on? It would be fair. I'll, I'll, like, let you go. Which is avoiding the conversation that she's asking to have yeah she's asked she's like saying you're gonna leave and he's like he just like totally spins it around and asks if she's if she's moved on which is like honestly like a good question to ask maybe not right in the second but like yeah it's a good conversation they need to have and i wonder you know we don't get edward's perspective on this but it makes you wonder, like, how much of that is colored by a budding jealousy of Jacob? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Is that on his radar? He must have read he a little bit read from little Alice's bit. mind, yeah. but... But Bella is, like, not having it. The last question he asks her is, um, can you still love me after everything I've done to you? And she says, what kind of idiotic question is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, a pretty good question, though. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. admire the humor in that, but... And she says, of course, and then he says, that's all I needed to hear, and then... Against her request from earlier. I, yeah, I felt weird about this. I didn't remember this at all. Yeah, so they make out hard. 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 <laughs> like, maybe harder than they ever have. Yeah, I think yeah. this is the most kissing, like, the hardest makeout they've ever done. Is Edward doing this? Yeah, is he to, trying like, to lock it down? Lock like, it down? Same like, way that Jacob was? Yeah, is he trying to, like, be like... Why do these three people use kissing as a way to manipulate people? No. <laughs> I don't they all do it. They all do it. Which is just like Stephanie normalizing that behavior, you know? So they do make out. And Bella, you know, she's she's into it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she says, <laughs> this is fucked up. I hate it. Mm-hmm. She says, I was so glad he hadn't listened to me about the kissing. There was no pain in the world that would have justified the missing femi- this. The feminism leaving my body yeah. when I read this <laughs> sentence. There's just so, something so sexy about a bi- bypassing consent, <laughs> which, like, I cannot get behind. I no. understand. I understand. But I understand that it's com- complicated, but, like, not when her boundaries have continuously been violated. And also, it's the first time you're kissing since and seeing each other in eight months. I don't like that. And it's the most intense kissing you've ever done. Yep. Like, she only gets in your to life. have... She only gets to have, like, sensual moments when something wild has happened yes like it's never just because it's always like this made it made me cringe yeah i was like like, i skipped over it so hard i was like yeah yeah like i'm glad that she's she enjoyed it but she also knows that like this conversation isn't over Mm -hmm. so they stop making out and he says it says by the way he said in a casual tone i'm not leaving you and it's like why didn't you just say that 
10 minutes ago whenever you before you made out you know mm-hmm. and then he does like he does lay it all out yeah i left you because i wanted you to have a normal life i could see what i was doing to you keeping you on the edge of danger taking you away from the world you belong in risking your life i had to try to leave you and do something blah, 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 blah. leaving was the only way yeah only you oh can God. be more important than what i wanted i need and want now to be with you i won't be strong enough to leave again it's not even what he did. It's not that he left her. It's how he did it, right? Like, that's the mm-hmm. biggest problem, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. Like, I think, like, his concerns about her, like, life with him, like, those are very valid concerns. But the fact that the way he did it and the fact that he did it completely without her consent and mm-hmm. in a way that completely fucked her up mm-hmm. emotionally is, and like, so... It's, like, he's not even addressing that. Yeah, and she really does get at the root of the the problem yes. between them, mm-hmm. which is so smart of her. Yeah. She says, don't promise me anything. Yes. And then he's like, well, what do you think I'm lying? And she's like, no, I don't think you're lying. You mean it. You might mean it now. But what happens when Jasper takes a snap at me? So true. Like, what if you think about all the reasons that you left in the first place? Like, she might trust that he's not lying to her anymore, but she can't trust that he won't up and decide yeah like like, he said she says you'll end up doing what you think is right yeah which is so true accurate for him yeah and then he reveals something which i also forgot he says right and wrong have ceased to mean much to me i was coming back anyway we didn't have to do this part yeah we didn't have to go to italy that he could have just come back he says, before Rosalie told me the news, I was already past trying to live through one week at a time or even one day. I was fighting to make it through a single hour. It was only a matter of time and not much of it before I showed up at your window and begged you to take me back. Does Alice know that? Did Alice see Did flickers Alice see of Edward returning? Do you think maybe the Cullens were starting to, like, transfer some of their material belongings back to Forks? Like... It's like, we didn't have to do any of this So we shit. didn't have to do any of this garbage? Oh my god. I would have much preferred that he just showed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would have left out all the, like, Volturi shit, but, like, the Volturi need to exist? No. <laughs> oh, man. And there's this, the most, probably the most popular line in New Moon, other yeah. than Bella, where the hell have you been? <laughs> That's the movie, but. <laughs> Before you, Bella, my life was like a moonless night. Very dark, but there were stars, points of light and reason. And then you shot across my sky like a meteor. Suddenly everything was on fire. There was brilliancy. There was beauty. When you were gone, when the meteor had fallen over the horizon, everything went black. Nothing had changed, but my eyes were blinded by the light. I couldn't see the stars anymore, but there was no more reason for anything. It's not a reason to kill yourself, bud. She really... Stephanie really thought she went off there. And she kind of did, but... Yeah, yeah, like, it's... It's lovely, but... It's it's also just... I think it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I do think it's funny. I just think it's funny how... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a huge romanticization in these novels in general about, like, the, the love of your life being, like, the greatest purpose and meaning that you have. And if you don't have that, you have nothing and you feel like garbage. And it's yeah. like, that is an exaggeration for our need to connect with other people. Sure. Yeah. In general, but yeah. not one person. If we can't have that one person, we're going to just, like, off ourselves. Mm-hmm. No. no. We're not going to do that. That's silly. Just a quick return to plot on page 515. Mm-hmm. They talk about the tracking and he says, it wasn't a distraction for for me to be tracking. It was an obligation. And he kind of trails off his explanation of this when he says, it means that even though I never expected any danger from Victoria, I wasn't going to let her get away with. Well, like I said, I was horrible at it. 
I followed a false lead down to Brazil, blah, blah, blah. She came here, really. So he thinks he has an obligation to kill Victoria. It's so weird. Because James attacked Bella. It's like he believes in that. Like, I don't if, understand. if that's what's really happening, like, if that's what I'm supposed to be gathering from that, like, Edward thinks that Victoria can't live or, like, needs to be controlled because James did something, like, then you're exactly the same as Victoria. Yeah, it's weird because earlier in the section, we didn't read it, but he was explaining to Bella, like, why he didn't think that Victoria was a threat at first. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't see, like, in her mind, like, he, he was so focused on James that he didn't get anything about Victoria in the baseball field. Yeah. I don't quite understand how he came to perceive her as a threat, other right. than this weird idea that like, he has about just killing her because. I mean, maybe there's something that I'm missing, and maybe people will point it out to us, but. Maybe he did have her at one point. And, like, and caught like, a thought or yeah. something. But I feel like if he actually had any sense... That Bella was in danger, he He would have just gone back, right? So Immediately. Like, so I don't know why he would be doing that if Bella wasn't in danger. I don't really like that. And, and why would Victoria know to run from Edward if, he did, if she didn't think that Edward had any idea that... Maybe she's not. Maybe she's so far off that she's, like, not even aware that he was looking for her. I have I no know. idea. It's not it really weird. explained. Yeah. And that explains why he was in Brazil. So I suppose he wasn't actually just there to, like, be near Isle Esme. Yeah. Which we kind of talked about a few times back. Like, why would he why go, is like, he, is he going yeah. on a vacation? But he went following He was Victoria, trying to do something. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. Maybe that's in the outtakes. But anyway, he's like, I'm going to kill that girl. And Bella's like, that's out of the question. Like, you cannot, you can't do that. That's so dangerous. And she's even like, you just said you weren't going to leave. And now you're talking about going on like a tracking expedition. Like, mm-hmm. this is, this is not okay. And he, she's like, well, the pack like probably scared her off. There's really no reason to go looking for her. She's like, I've got bigger problems than Victoria. And he says, it's true. The werewolves are a problem. <laughs> and and she, she snorts. Yeah. She says, I was not talking about Jacob. My problems are a lot worse than a handful of adolescent wolves getting themselves into trouble. So true. Mm-hmm. She knows what's up somehow. And then she's like, obviously, like, the Volturi, like, th- like that's a problem. They now, like, are going to come after me if I don't turn into a vampire. Yeah. Obviously. And Edward is like, well, we have a lot of time to think about that, like, because time just moves so, so differently for them that by the time they're thinking about it again, you'll probably be 30. And she's like, are you and fucking kidding me? this section says, horror washed through me. <laughs> yeah. 30. <laughs> and that's how I feel about aging. Is it? No, not really. I'm not really bothered by it. I can't wait to be 30, personally. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that, but... <laughs> I feel like when I turn 30, all my problems are going to go away, which is not true. Sure. But, I could see how you might think that. But, like, I like to think about that. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's realizing that, like, Edward is, like, already planning around this hope that she had started to have about getting to become a vampire mm-hmm. because of the, this threat of the Volturi. She's like, it doesn't make, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, that you are saying you're going to stay, but you're just going to let me get old. It's like, eventually they are going to, like, eventually they will Why would you come wait? Back. And, and it makes sense. Why would you wait for her to turn 30 and then turn her into a vampire? And then she just has to be 30. And then she's 30. Yeah. And everybody else is, yeah, maybe it would be helpful to have a slightly older person around. So that, someone with uh, their brain developed. But it would be weird if, like, Edward was dating a MILF. Right. <laughs> Like, how would they do, how would that affect everything? It wouldn't, it wouldn't really work. Yeah. It wouldn't really work. And she's like, you do realize that I'll die eventually, right? And he says, I'll follow after as soon as I can. And she says, that is seriously sick. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yes. And he says, what choice do I have? I cannot be without you, but I will not destroy your soul. 
It's not your soul. It really pisses me off that he can't see how like, there's no way for him to know that that's true. Like that is just his own religious bullshit absolutely getting in the way. Like yeah. he has no idea. And that is his so plan, like the implication is that eventually rather than kill Bella, like turn her into a vampire, he's willing to take on the Volturi. It's like if she... Insanity. Yeah. Like what? She's going to be like in her 30s or even older and then and then he's going to keep trying to fight them to delay this, delay her becoming a vampire. And like she has to spend her whole life in Running. fear of the Volturi. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No. Fuck that. That is so not okay. So he has shitty plans and Bella's like, thank God. She's mm-hmm. like, absolutely not. Bella is like... I'm leaving. She's Yeah. She's like, I'm... She gets out of bed. She's like, I'm leaving. And he's like, where are you? Oh, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to your house. She's like looking for her shoes in the dark. <laughs> and he gets her shoes. And he's like, how do you plan to get there? And she's like, I'm going to take my truck. And he's like, well, you're probably going to wake up Charlie. And she's like, that doesn't really matter. He's already really mad at me. And so he's like, okay. He's like, well, you can stay here. She's like, okay, uh, no dice, but you go ahead and make yourself at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I'll give you a ride. And this is my favorite. This is my favorite line. And I'm going to tattoo this on my body yeah she's like either way you should you should probably be there too and he said why is that and she says because you're extraordinarily opinionated and i'm sure you'll want a chance to air your views <laughs> and he says what my views on which subject mm-hmm. and this is my favorite line yes 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 this isn't just about you anymore no it's not you're not the center of the universe Fuck you know yeah you know if you're gonna bring the volturi down on us over something as stupid as leaving me human so then true, your bestie. family ought to have a say Mm-hmm. and then she announces that she's putting her mortality to a vote i can't fucking wait i love that energy and that energy better stay consistent yeah. <laughs> over the next however long because otherwise i think i'm gonna die yeah. I think I'm going to perish. Yeah. From having... I think that we will get Sassy Bella back. We need Once that. she feels a little empowered, because I know that she's going to have support amongst the Cullens. Yes. And, like, I think that will really empower her to start standing up to Edward more. I hope so, because, like, this has got to change. Something's got to give. He cannot knows, keep getting away with this bullshit. She knows at this point already that Alice is, like... Willing. Willing to do it. At least willing. You don't know if it will happen, but she's willing, but, which and, is something. And, like, you could assume that, like, others in the family might be as well. Yeah. She's like, well, it's not really about you. Yeah, which, so right. true. So they're going to go do the vote and... Get out the vote. Get out the vote. <laughs> We're registering people to vote. <laughs> Bella's running for vampire. <laughs> Town vampire. Oh my god. So that'll be the next chapter. And then there's also an epilogue, which I don't remember much about other than maybe it's like when he proposes. I don't remember Jack's shit. I about think the Jacob's the in the in the epilogue probably. oh we have to answer jj's question oh my god <laughs> so we had Let's a question close out the episode with yeah, this question we're gonna close it on this note it doesn't really fit with the rest of the chapters that we read today because they were very edward centric and this is a this is a werewolf question but jj longtime listener longtime partner <laughs> asked if we thought every time the wolves the pack had to shit would they just phase into a wolf and go take care of it in the woods why bother being yeah. a human and shitting on a toilet when you could just go shit out in the woods? Yeah, I think that I, if I were a wolf, I would do that. I'd probably do that. Probably quite a bit. As, yeah, as much as I could, yeah. I would say. As long as it felt convenient. I would say, yeah. Yeah. Probably. They probably do. It's eco-friendly. They're, and they're teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah, it I is eco-friendly. that they are also pissing a lot yeah. as wolves. <laughs> shitting and pissing. Shitting, pissing, throwing up, passing out. <laughs> If I had to throw up, wolf form. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So my answer is yes. I would turn into a wolf to do just about anything I even mildly felt discomfort doing if as a human. If my back was itchy, I'd be a wolf and I'd rub up Yo, against a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much anything. I think I would, I would probably do that because why not? Also, yep. like, I have a lot of questions. Like, those boys eat a lot. And when they're, like, I'm, conf- I want to know about the transition between their digestive system between human mm-hmm. and wolf form. How is that working? How does that feel? Yeah. I don't understand. There's a lot of questions about werewolf mechanics. We have even less information about that than we do about so true. vampire even mechanics. Less. Yeah. So that's a fun way to close the episode. Yeah, yeah, We just, we talked about bodily fluids last time, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to keep it equal. Yeah. Round it out. Well, we will see you next time for the end of the book. Woohoo! It will not be the last episode of the season, but Woo-hoo. it'll be the the last <laughs> few chapters of New Moon, and I'm super excited and nervous. Yeah. <laughs> about yeah, Edward. For sure. What is he going to do? How are, how are we feeling about him being back? Yeah, let us know how you feel about... I was asking you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... You know what? I've, I'm really enjoying the change. I feel like this book has been enjoyable to read because I haven't really remembered yeah. much of anything that happens. Like, I know how the plot fits together and, like, the general scheme of the whole saga, but, like, yeah. the, the details get really fuzzy for me post-Twilight. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed it, but it has started, it did start to lag a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't have started to lag if there was someone who enjoyed the relationship building between Jacob and Bella, but it's painful for me to read. It's very painful. Um, Yeah, that was very painful. It's painful for me to read her try to justify, like, being with someone that she doesn't want to be with. Yeah. Um, And for what? And for what? And so I think I'm really, really refreshed that at least, no matter how fucked up things get with Edward... Yeah. It's what Bella wants. So true. I would, yeah, I would like to just affirm that I, I am uncritically, un, when I think about it uncritically, I am totally an Ed Bella shipper. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, we said it before, but I just want to remind people. Yeah. And to Don't stay get humble. It twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hate Edward. We love them together. Yeah, yeah. We love that. Yeah, I'm just, I got a little sick and tired of Bella being sick and tired, you know? Yeah. And, like, wanted I'm something different from her. Has a little bit of like, spice back in her life oh my god yeah she's like being sassy with him already too yeah. and like that's good enough for now drag him he deserves it kill him <laughs> let's kill him <laughs> all right we'll see you next time that's all forks to Gender Forking, a Twilight Saga podcast. Seasons 1, 2, and 3 are now streaming anywhere podcasts can be found. To stay updated about the podcast, follow us on Instagram at at genderforking. For more Twilight content from us, follow us at bowlingsharebellas.tumblr.com. With questions, comments, and any other inquiries, please email us at bowlingshirtbellas at gmail.com. If you like what you hear and want to support the upkeep and production of our podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash genderforking. The music you are hearing is from O. Lucifer.